Hello, welcome to Aero Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Aero Bandwidth. I'm your host for the day, David Potter. Today, I have with me from our engineering team, Adam Katbagan and Tamar Rathik. On our team from Denver, I am in Dallas, Texas today. We were chatting a little bit about our Open Labs concept. Um, Adam, to kind of introduce yourselves, and we'll get right into the heart of the matter. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. So, Adam Kavagan, I uh, have the uh, the honor and privilege of uh, looking after our pre-sales team here for North America. And uh, thank you for the introduction, David. My name is Timur Rasik. I'm one of the senior solutions architects within our ECS engineering team. Awesome. And you guys won't sing your own praises, so I will. Those of you that listen, Adam and Tamur are part of one of the best engineering teams in distribution. I might be biased, but we uh, have a ton of skill on Adam's team that this whole audience should be utilizing. And one of the things that is really good about our engineering team is that so many of us came from, quote unquote, the real world. You know, we were real engineers before we came to work for Aero and and Adam's got so much talent on his team. One of the things that we use, I think, with a great deal of success, Adam, um, is our our solutions labs, right? We've got one in Denver, one in Atlanta, um, and a couple other places, but we talk about it, and I think people know we, we talk about our lab, and, and there's the idea of all the, all the blinky cool lights, and, and that's part of the truth, but what are, when we talk about our solutions labs, what does that mean from an aero pre-sale standpoint, and how do we use them? How do customers use them? And you know, how do we best leverage them? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. So, I, so I would say that our solution labs are um, you know one of our best kept secrets inside of the uh, the ECS organization. You know, we uh, we have a couple lines of businesses that we've done really well. You know, year over year and, and historically with uh, with partner engagement. You know, and, and really it begins with the idea of our solution labs being uh, a bit of a playground, right? A sandbox for our partners to, you know, test and validate solutions or to bring their customers to our solution centers and users in this case and be able to showcase and highlight how the technology that they're positioning really solves the challenge that the customer has, right? Or that they're facing. And then as we look to evolve our offering um, and, and where we're headed in the future, uh, you know, I don't think you can have a, a conversation today inside of the channel without using the word solution, and so as we look to kind of couple things together in a different way, you know, whether that's technology from a potential supplier alliance or whether that's emerging technology that will help drive more of, of what's on our line cart today and kind of that traditional channel selling motion. You know, we, uh, we are constantly looking at what's the right type of offering, what's the right type of, of hardware, software and, and supporting skill sets inside of our solution centers to make sure that our partners are well positioned to represent our manufacturers, right, and ultimately provide that end user a, a best-in-class, you know, sales experience, if you will. Gotcha. And so when we say the solution lab, you know, what what do we have in there currently? What do we use it for? And I, tomorrow I'm going to bring you into the conversation a little bit here because I know you've had your hands in stuff. So we talk about a playground. So when our partners or we use it, what are we doing in the solutions lab? I mean, you know, hopefully, I mean, it'd be awesome we're curing cancer, but I don't think that's what that lab does. But more, when you use the lab with your partners, what are you actually doing and what tech is in there that you're poking at? 
Sure, that's a great question. Um, curing cancer is on our short list of things to do. So stay tuned in the near future and hopefully, uh, you know, I myself won't be working at Arrow anymore. But um, <laughs> with some of the things that we are doing are seriously looking for uh, alliances within some of our different suppliers and vendors, uh, looking for ways to build exactly what we've been talking about, and that is a solution. So I guess really what defines a solution and that is having components of, you know, part A, a little bit of sprinkle of B, maybe layered with a little bit of icing from C to uh, show complete business outcomes that solve, that solve business problems that customers may be having. Uh, so without naming too many names, maybe having a tier one storage product that's all flash uh, backed up by one of our backup suppliers that we have and secured by one of our security suppliers that we have. And having a little bit of, you know, meat uh, with a little bit of a lettuce on top as well as buns makes a hamburger and a hamburger would be that complete solution. So trying to find some of those alliances, uh, playing in that sandbox, finding out what works and what doesn't work and doing the hard work for our partner community as well as our suppliers uh, is one of the big value adds that we as Arrow bring and one of the values that our solution center brings. Yeah, and let me just maybe add a, add a okay. little more clarity to yeah, like the, the the solution definition because I think that's uh, that's kind of like trying to define cloud, you know, a couple of years ago, and, and you could argue that maybe that's still even applicable today, or, or maybe even trying to define like what is edge today, right? So I, I think that that you know solution could also entail you know a point product with multiple functions that delivers the outcome that, that the customer is looking for, right? So whether that's like you know, trying to think of a good example, um, data protection on premise with a built in API to cloud for archive, right? Like that would be that would be an idea of a solution. Right. Um, and I guess you could argue that, that hey, there is a cloud element to it. Right. But um, if I were to think about it again, maybe it's uh, virtualization is probably a great example. Right. So if we think about VMware, right, and kind of the capabilities within the VMware suite or portfolio, right, there's kind of core what VMware does. And then there's a bunch of different suites and even some advanced networking capabilities that can all be deployed within, for better lack of term, right, an enterprise that delivers a, a solution, right, from a single supplier. So, so I agree, right, it, it definitely could be A and B and C together, right, but it could also be A with some A1, A2, A3, right. So, that's just kind of how we think about it. And then the value of the solution center to us is, um, and to our partners, is, is being able to get that stick time and be able to test those technologies, whether it's a combination of things um, or whether it's, you know, specific to, you know, that supplier and all of their all of their underpinning technologies. And, and I think that's a, a really important point that I, I don't want to skate over or gloss over with the audience is that. You, you brought up an interesting point. Both of you did, right? And historically, I think we've seen that there are suppliers have their labs and, and folks have their own environment, but they're fairly, you know, they're homogenous to that environment, right? It's to, to Moore's point, you know, it's all supplier A, it's all supplier B. So of course everything works because it's all magical and wonderful and everything <laughs> is bolted together. You know, in in the world as it is, I think to your point is that hey, we can try and, and plug this with this. Hey, when I actually do this thing, you know, with, you know, we've got a common of, hey, I've got this network forensics thing and this firewall dropping onto this SIM because they're all market leaders, how does it actually work? And I think the stick time there is very important for our customers. I mean, do you see an advantage to that from both pre-sales and post-sales, Adam, to more that these guys can break it, 
before they go out in the real world and you know fall on their face, right? I mean, I think that's a valuable piece of, of kit, don't you? Oh, oh absolutely. I, th- I think one of the um, one of the main use cases that we see are our partners leveraging our solution center as a way to prepare for their implementation, right? So let me let me get that stick time with deploying ABC, you know, technology before I actually come into my end user. So I've got some experience outside of whatever virtual lab may be there. And really in the spirit of, of hey, you know, a, a deployment that goes sideways is is oftentimes a, a customer satisfaction issue inside of uh, inside of the, the enterprises. So, yeah, I think anything that, that our partners can do to overcome or, or prepare to be more effective, uh, I think that, uh, that that that's, you know, definitely one of those main use cases that uh, that we see. And then, you know, certainly from the pre-sale side. You know, we we've seen time and time and time again um, proof of concepts delivered by our technical team that allow us to, you know, prove again capability um, of that solution, right? So, so you know, anybody that's done any selling um, over the years, right? And I think we're we're getting better at this. You know, sometimes it's it's death by PowerPoint, right? Um, but then when we start to to kind of peel it back and get down into the engineering conversation, it's less, you know, don't don't tell me, show me those capabilities. Um, and so I would say, you know. Use cases one and two are kind of that proof of concept and product demonstration, right? And then quickly followed by preparation for, for post-sales deployment, which, you know, we can't do it for, for all suppliers in there, right? Sometimes there's some things that and some dependencies we can't necessarily break, but uh, would definitely encourage, you know, all those that are listening, right, to, to talk to your aero engineer, your channel account manager, right, and, and just kind of figure out, you know, what is it that, uh, that may be on your line card today that you're looking to solve? And, uh, and let's see if we can't be uh, of value in that type of uh, motion for you. But Tamar, what, uh, what do you think? Um, I think you hit those uh, nails right on the head. Um, I believe one other value add that comes out of our solution centers are the development of reference architectures. Um, we've had a couple different opportunities in the past where we've worked with multiple suppliers um, and kind of built out one of these proof of concepts or, uh, you know, um, had a couple ideas of using a couple alliances between different suppliers, uh, and w- w- where's a better place to try that out than in our sandbox? So we had the suppliers bring in their equipment, built it all out, used a couple different servers uh, from different suppliers, used this uh, networking switches from a specific supplier, and we actually built out these reference architectures on how to build it. So we essentially, you know, in our test kitchen, tried out these different recipes figured out what works best, what tastes the best. And we built this recipe at the end of the day that we were able to hand out to our partners who were trying to sell this and enabled our partners and brought that value out to them as well. And we couldn't have done it without the sandbox or playground or test kitchen or whatever you want to call our lab. Um, but it, it's just awesome to see some of the products coming out of there. No, I think that's a good point. And, you know, I'm going to give you a bit of a softball. Do we see, well, I guess I'll back it up a little bit. Historically, I've seen, especially like you said, with reference architecture to more what works is that we have pretty good success if customers bring us some of their own data, their own use cases and say, hey, I either don't have the time, the infrastructure or the skill set to test A plus B plus C. Can you all help me do that? Um, I know we've got some of that today. And now, Adam, I'm going to shift a little bit. I know you've got some some really interesting ideas that you're going to implement that came out of some of our open labs around the world. So do you want to talk a little bit about kind of where we're going with open labs and what that's going to look like going forward? 
Yeah. So let me just take a, a step back first and maybe comment on on your first um, your first thought there. So you're absolutely right. Where we're, we're successful in that proof of concept space, right, is where we're able to abstract a subset of the end user workload and then it becomes a mathematical calculation. Right. So where it makes sense, we can uh, we can build and, and maybe show end to end. But, you know, when we start thinking about things like performance proof of concepts, I'd love to say that, that we have all kinds of gear. Um, and, and while uh, while we have a, a massive investment to the tune of millions of dollars inside of our solution centers, right, we, we don't have all the infrastructure in there to maybe capture or, or prove an entire, you know, kind of workload. But but the beauty of being, I think, an architect and an engineer is, is send me a subset, right, and we can see how that subset performs. We can tune against that subset. And then it really just becomes right that calculation of okay if if we saw twenty five percent in performance was this then we can extrapolate the math and say hey theoretically right if we size this way the results would be y and so when we do that right we're we're massively successful and then you know as, as we look to the future and we start thinking about some of this open lab concept you know it um, <clears throat> it probably warrants two answers right to it so the the first answer is that as as Aeroelectronics Inc. You know, we're certainly looking to um, capture and position air electronics in 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 the way that we've structured our organization, which, you know, we use a, a phrase inside the organization called sensor to sunset, meaning that we have functions right in lines of businesses across our enterprise that can solve from, you know, the component thing to the design to the build to the sell through channel to the reclamation of, of thing right or product or whatever. And so really the, the entire life cycle of that piece of technology um, is really kind of where we, where we factor in. And so as we look at, at things emerging tech like IoT, um, and this is really kind of the foundational build of Open Lab, is, is you know, that type of, of motion. And again, it's, it's probably, you know, buzzword number two, if not number one of, uh, of the year. It's how do we make sure that we are not only providing for kind of the edge connectivity and what's happening outside at the edge, Right. But then also saying, OK, eventually, you know, these devices and things are creating all kinds of meaningful data. So how do we capture that? Right. And do we bring that back on premise or do we you know, move that to cloud or do we have some form of hybrid solution? And then what type of analytics can we run on top of that data and what's it really telling us? Right. So where, where we started our open lab journey was, was over in Hong Kong um, that was very centric to kind of the IoT side of things, right, the OT side of things. Um, and as we look to build this out inside of, of the Americas. Our next venture is to connect the rest of, of, of Aero Inc., right? So from the OT side to the IT side to the analytics side um, and, and everything in between. So it's, uh, it's really, really exciting. We're, we're building that lab here in um, Denver, Colorado at our corporate campus. Um, it will reside inside of our, our Dry Creek building, which is just across the street from, from where we are today. Uh, and that'll be open to not only our channel partners, right, but, but also customers, and it's really from the uh, the constructs of from ideation to execution and then everything in between. So there's a, a journey that the customer will go on right throughout the day at right? different kind of stations and pods where um, we'll talk through kind of the next steps and the requirements to eventually get to a point where that partner and that customer, that customer leaves with something tangible that they can move forward with. And so that's uh, that's really, I think, unique. And, and I really believe that in the world of distribution, right, Arrow is, is the only company that has the capabilities 
the line card and the relationships to be able to pull something like this off. So we're extremely excited and definitely we've seen good success in China, right? Looking forward to what we launched in the U.S. And then uh, if we would give you just maybe a peek into the future, right, there's uh, there's definitely on the roadmap some some ideas and conversation around how do we bring more of these to market. So really looking forward to seeing uh, lots of you listeners, right, in, in Denver in uh, in the coming months here in 2019. Well, and I, and I think to follow up on that too, Adam, we've got quite an exciting thing that I think we can talk in general strokes about that you mentioned we can bring partners and end users that we have won a grant from the local Smart Cities Initiative in Colorado, if I remember correctly. And there's an idea to leverage your open lab concept to do some of the initial design runs and some of the POCs and load testing, correct? I mean, is that uh, that project Matthew Bailey? And, and you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a really cool concept as well. Um, <clears throat> and really, Matthew Bailey is, is probably the the right guy, right? And maybe another podcast that we should have with Matthew um, to to talk us through some of this stuff. But in a nutshell, you know, it's it's this idea of these you know cities and 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 um, municipalities coming together uh, and, and really you know thinking through kind of common frameworks and being able to, to test things out, right? So whether that's, you know, smart uh, stoplights um, or, you know, cameras or, or voice detection or whatever those things are in, inside of these cities, it, it's really about building a consistent framework that, that everybody operates from. And I think from that comes a, a couple things, right? A, a very simple and consistent way of, of delivering and deploying these types of technologies inside of these different cities, which is, is hard, right? I think if there's, if there's a few things I've learned about IOT, right, it's, the, it's, it's really, it's, it's not easy, right? There's lots of different <clears throat> concepts and ideas and, you know, pieces that have to come together. And so to have somebody that can help guide along the way, and that's really the, the role that I was playing and to be able to, to bring some of these thought leaders together, right? And to be able to solve these challenges together, I think is, is extremely impactful to um, our communities here in, in the state of Colorado. And then the intent, right, is to is to take that same type of framework and figure out how we can, you know, bring it into, you know, different cities inside of different states. But maybe more specifically to your question, um, it's it's kind of twofold, right? It's it's the idea of testing those things inside of our open lab environment, right? And then and then having that open lab act as an extension to, you know, actual real time activity inside of a city. So Maybe we identify a library or something like that where we go, hey, we want to deploy this technology, right? And those things sit at that edge, right? But the actual data collection, right, and analysis and, and whatnot happens within the open lab construct inside of, of the Arrow offices. And then it's that collaboration of, hey, here's what we see, here's where we can get better, here's how we can tweak. Maybe we try this, try that, you know, whatever the case may be, and, and finally land on an architecture, a reference architecture. Maybe that's the best way to put it, right? Is a, is a hey, this is a proven offering, right, that, uh, that not only is deployed here, but maybe also in three other cities inside of the state. And then, you know, who knows, who, who, however many other cities may uh, may adopt it throughout the country. Yeah, and I think that lets us be a bit of an arbiter, right? Because, hey, we did this with city of whoever. So, you know, city of whatever, y'all can pick up this, pick up that, because we've helped accelerate some of that deployment. So I think there's a, a fantastic opportunity there. I mean, Timur, you know, you've, you've been kind of on the front lines of some of the more advanced things like this, and you, you deal with a lot of our marquee customers. What do we new, What do we need to do at Arrow better to drive awareness of the labs? I mean, we've got some customers that use it frequently. We've got some that they, they have that whole thing of, oh, I didn't know Arrow did that, which we want to eliminate. You know, what do your partners need to do or what do the folks listening need to do to do more with the lab? 
That is a wonderful question. Um, first and foremost, I just think it's just asking the right questions and engagement, right? It's not us here at Arrow that are on the front lines uh, engaging our customers and end user customers, particularly who are going to be buying specific products or looking to solve specific problems. Since we're not the ones on the front lines with the end users, we don't know what it is that they're looking for. We don't know what problems they're trying to solve or what you know uh, suppliers are having either issues with or wanting to learn more about. So if we can have our partners just engage their account executives here at Arrow, engage their engineers and, you know, really utilize those relationships that they have and, you know, have a cadence, whether it's once a month or whatever, and help us understand what it is that they are hearing from the end users and what it is that they are learning um, about different problems that are trying to be solved or overcome. It's only then that we can, you know, truly utilize our lab a little bit better and more efficiently and bring in the right suppliers and, you know, bubble these asks up to our supplier relationships. We're in a very unique position where we have access to so many different suppliers and so many different partners, and we can do a lot with that intelligence that we can gather. So as long as our partners are sharing that information with us, as long as they're being open with us um, and, you know, just asking, hey, is this possible? Can you do this? And if it's one of those, uh, we don't. But you know what? That's a great idea. That's something that we should be doing. Let me see how we can get that done. That's it's only that way that we can improve and become better and start offering the services that are needed. Um, as the old adage goes, you know, I can't fix what I don't know is broken. So unless they're telling us exactly what's needed and they being the partners and, you know, the other they being the end users telling the partners or the partners asking the end users the right questions and discovering what it is that they're looking for and what kind of, uh, you know, things they want to see only then can we build it. So <laughs> the old saying I think goes, if you build it, they will come. But unfortunately we don't know what to build unless they tell us what they need and then they will come. So I think that's, that's what we're looking for. Gotcha. Been a, a bit of a follow-up there. Are there certain activities that lend themselves better in the lab than others? Is there a certain template or are there certain things that, hey, this is really great, that the lab is good at X, Y, and Z, but not so much this? I mean, you know, I mean, are we doing, you know, data analytics out of the lab? Are we doing straight demos? What, what kind of yeah. stuff? We talked about the lab in some general terms. Let's get a little tactical. Yeah. What, what sorts of activities on a, on a little more prescriptive level are we doing? And we, when we call it stick time, Adam, tour, what, what exactly does that mean for a customer who wants to get involved with, hey, I want to use your lab, but what does that mean? What does using the lab really mean? So kind of what, what activities tactically are y'all driving? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So, so we go to market it, it, when we first position our solution labs, it, it kind of looks like this. So <clears throat> the first thing that we do is, is what we call a demo the demo. And that's the idea of exposing the partner to the capabilities and the offering within the solution center for a particular supplier or suppliers that, uh, that they're interested in. And then it's really kind of showcasing and thinking through their strategies and maybe their, their maturity model, right? And technical capabilities of, of you know, um, can you deliver this or, 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 you know, are you looking for Arrow to deliver something like this, right? But it's really helping them understand what's possible out of uh, our solution centers. And then when they find an opportunity, it, there's, a, there's a consistent registration process that they'll follow, right? And it's really just a, a URL link that takes them to a lab request page, which asks for some information and helps us begin to scope what that demo will look like. And that demo could be anything from 
you know, a specific kind of, you know, basic UI demo of a solution to, you know, a very advanced proof of concept. And so, you know, really that engagement process starts with, you know, that, uh, that lab request form that routes to the engineers who are responsible for supporting that supplier suppliers and then, and then understanding kind of what the ask is. And then from there, right, we'll determine level of effort and, and, you know, can we or can't we, right, for some of those more advanced things. And then ultimately it comes down to uh, who's going to deliver that, right? So we can deliver that um, on behalf of the partner to the customer, right? Or we can shadow, right, and be in the background, right, to help that partner, um, you know, with any maybe advanced questions that come up from their customer. Or we can turn the keys over to, uh, to the partner and they can deliver that demonstration to their end user leveraging our platforms and, and you know, hardware and software pieces that are in place to, to move that forward. So, you know, if I were to, to give some some kind of key, maybe guidance on, on what works well, um, I would tell you that, that hey, we, uh, we are aces when it comes to, you know, a very you know, specific UI demo around a product. Right. And, and I think that we still we still give a handful of those. Um, but really what we're starting to see is once the, the partner understands the value of the solution center, right, we're really starting to see kind of more advanced concepts and some of those things that we talked about, whether that's solution oriented from a single supplier or multiple suppliers or whatever those things are, that's really where, where we're going and seeing. And uh, so there I would tell you that I don't really have uh, a specific kind of, you know, offering or line card. It's really fill out the form and let's negotiate. That's not the right word, right? Let's let's understand what you're looking to do and then figure out, you know, really it's uh, it's probably probably best put with our tagline of, of separate, right, the possible from the practical based upon the investments and things that you're trying to achieve. So Sorry, it's not it's not clear in that regard, but uh, but I think it's it's um, it's the right approach, right? And it starts that most important dialogue between us and the partner and the customer around what is it that, that you're really looking for, which I think also falls into kind of the business challenge and the key criteria that we need to highlight inside of the demo, um, which which are our validation points and, and oftentimes right our, our close rate when we go through that methodology is is you know north of eighty percent. So. We've been doing it for a while, right? I think we, we've got some some pretty good practice behind it. You know, a, a little bit of science, a lot of art, but um, that's kind of uh, that's kind of how we do it. So, no, I, th- I think that's great. There's <laughs> there's a lot because there's a lot of truth in that little bit of science and a lot of art, right? <laughs> I definitely think that's, that's that's a lot of what we do in in the engineering role. You know, for such a technical role, there's a lot of art in the pre-sales aspect of it. So, Absolutely. Yes, and. So what I would ask then is to uh, kind of close this out. You know, there's that whole takeaway thing. Is so we've had customers, you know, our our end users, the audience, listen to us. They want to get involved. They want to get going on this. You know, who do they talk to? How do they get started? Who's their best person to talk to? Um, what steps do they need to take to get this off and running for them? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple a couple ways that we could go about this, right? So if you're um, if you're a customer of ours, right, an end user, you could uh, send a note to askengineering at arrow.com. And if you're a partner and you're interested in learning more, I would tell you to, to reach out to your your channel manager or whoever your key contact is inside of of Arrow, right? And they can connect you back into me or to Tamor or um, one of our one of our folks on our, our engineering team. Or you can, you know, if you if you know me, certainly reach out directly or to more or whoever that may be, right? Anybody inside of our engineering organization is well versed in, in our solution lab offering. So you got a couple different routes that uh, that you can can go down and reach out to different people, just depending upon who you are and and uh, and how you want to engage with Arrow. So pretty easy. Perfect. And then tomorrow, I'm going to give you the last question, and we'll wrap it up. So you know, no pressure here. But what is the coolest win 
that you've had in the lab? What have you used the lab for that was like, man, that was really awesome and it made the difference. So tell us a bit of a story about a lab win that you did. I believe that in my tenure here at Arrow, <clears throat> the coolest experience or win that we've had using the lab is learning about an emerging technology that nobody really could grasp or put wrap their fingers around, and that would be SDN, Software Defined Networking. Um, we had one of our suppliers that came out with a really, really cool product uh, around a controller and a, uh, a white box switch, essentially. And we were able to use three or four different suppliers. So not only them as a networking supplier, but also a virtualization supplier, a server supplier, as well as a backup supplier. And we were able to put it all together we were able to create a reference architecture out of it. We were able to, first and foremost, internally at Arrow, truly understand how SDN works. And since then, I have been able to give a couple different presentations and, uh, you know, a couple different lectures on, you know, SDN, how it works, and to be able to, you know, me, myself, understand it at a much deeper level. And not to mention that the reference architecture that we did create helped you know, not only push sales and help increase revenue for our partners and Arrow ourselves, but also just, you know, showed what we can do at Arrow at a level where we can leverage the relationships we have with several different suppliers and be able to bring that kind of value to our partner community and, you know, kind of showcase our technical capability and flex those technical muscles of, hey, look, here's what we can do. Here's who we know. And these are the types of things that can come to fruition from working with Arrow. So it's, you know, it's we are the platform in essence to be able to uh, leverage our strengths from a supplier perspective, from a partner perspective and from a distribution perspective. And I think that in itself is a huge win. So I know I know you, you wanted to have like the last word, but but that was such a good question. I, I got a comment to you. So maybe you can think of another oh, question dude, to, right, to ask to more to close this out. Oh, please do, Adam. But uh, but I just I just want to share one experience that, uh, that we had <clears throat> with a customer down in the southeast where. They had an opportunity to get with a police department, right? And, and I think everybody's facing this challenge around kind of body wearables and <clears throat> making sure that we're, we're doing the right things inside of, you know, positions within our community that have some form of authority. And, and what we ended up doing with this one was, you know, partnering not only with suppliers on, on our ECS line card, but also also suppliers from kind of a, a good faith and, and connection point, right? So think Arrow Inc. And, and we assembled this solution and we built the frameworks and we built the technology, right? And we did our own testing. And together with our channel partner, we walked into this, this, this police department. We presented to the chief. And, uh, and the chief, you know, looked at us and said, hey, you, you guys are, are the first person that, could, that came in and actually presented a solution end to end, right, through, through our partner in this case. And so to me, that was one of the, the coolest wins that, that we've ever seen out of our solution center because of, collaboration with a technology company that's not necessarily part of, of Aero Inc. today as we know it, right? But then also leveraging those technologies we have from a complementary point of view, right, with good integration points, and then backstopping our partner from a technical point of view, right, and making sure that we, we champion that solution with them, you know, through the end state with the customer, and then ultimately closing that opportunity with that particular police department, and, and then hearing the accolades back again from the chief um, once implementation was completed and the joy, right, and, and just really the relief that that chief had around kind of the pressures that he was facing from the community around what are you going to do and how are you going to solve this challenge. So to me, that was uh, that's probably one of the coolest solutions that we, we've ever, you know, delivered, demoed, right, and supported from, uh, from a sales campaign inside of our solution centers. 
and I remember that one. That was a, a fantastic win for you and your team. So yeah. I, you know, that was an amazing one. So congrats to you and I know Safe Attack Blue who was involved in that one very well. So that, that's fantastic. So yeah. we'll wrap this up a little bit for you all. I mean, so the takeaway is that our solutions labs are out there. If you're a customer or not, let us know. We'd like to, you know, we're a bunch of technologists at heart. And Adam and his team are very much you know, desiring to, to demonstrate these things and, and evangelize these things. So get a hold of Adam, Tamur, myself, Max, happy to proxy that in. As Adam said, engineering at, at arrow.com. We'll get to him, reach out to the Arrow Bandwidth Group. Uh, for the end of today, I will go ahead and, and thank you, Adam, very much. Thank you, Tamur, very much for joining me again today on Arrow Bandwidth. Um, you know, Adam's a co-host of this as well today. He plays the interviewee and he did a great job today. Um, but for today, I will thank you very much and sign off until next time. So from Arrow Bandwidth, I'm David Potter, and thanks very much, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag Arrow Bandwidth, and we'll see you next week.